It's 6 p.m. and you are tuned to your community radio station, KVMR-FM Nevada City, KCPC Camino. Today is Friday, the first day of September. I'm Kelly Reese and this is your KVMR Evening News. This year's West Nile virus season has been particularly bad. The California report heads to Yolo County, where the virus seems to be exploding. Then, the California News Service investigates assembly bills focused on offshore wind energy. As the legislative clock ticks down, there's a last-minute push to see them passed. We'll take a look at local news, and after endless sun, we've got some variety in your weekend weather forecast. Then, KVMR's Felton Pruitt speaks to guitarist and Leftover Salmon founding member Vince Herman. This is the California Report. I'm Mavi Bolaños in San Francisco. Kern County's maternal mortality rate is one of the highest in the state. As KVPR's Carrie Klein reports, family members of people who died there during childbirth have now gotten the attention of the state medical board. The Medical Board of California is the licensing body for the state's doctors. The agency also investigates malpractice and takes positions for or against legislation. Its board meets every quarter, virtually, or sometimes in Sacramento or Los Angeles. But last week, for likely the first time ever, the board met in Bakersfield, and more than half of the two-day meeting was devoted to maternal health. Here is former board president Christina Lawson. It's really to educate ourselves frankly, in response to the public comments we've heard over the past years so that we can help be part of this solution. At the meeting, Kimberly Hernandez with Kern County Public Health said the county's maternal mortality rate has been improving. It used to be 82 percent higher than the state average. And between 2016 and 2020, which is the most recent data we have available, that difference is now down to 13 percent. However, Hernandez said those death rates have slowly been rising, both locally and statewide. For the California Report, I'm Carrie Klein in Fresno. By all accounts, this year's West Nile virus season has been particularly bad. The state has reported five fatalities so far this summer. In Sacramento and Yolo counties, the Mosquito and Vector Control District has been spraying a diluted insecticide throughout the region to kill the mosquitoes that carry the disease. CAP Radio's healthcare reporter Kate Wolf has more on what exactly the district is spraying and what residents can do to slow the spread in their own backyards. Hey, how's it going? Hi, I'm Kate. David, nice to meet you. David, great to meet you. Field technician David Smith stands in the green front garden of a home in Elk Grove. He's been catching and cataloging mosquitoes in the area for the past 16 years. We'll come out and set these BG traps um, to kind of see what we're finding in a given area, what type of species. The traps are soft blue and white cylinders, about two feet high. Dry ice inside sends a cloud of human scent into the air to lure mosquitoes. When insects get close, an inverted fan sucks them in. What you're seeing in there, there's not too much. Actually, I think you got like two adults in there. Um, and these actually look like our, our Culex pipian mosquitoes in here. Kind of in general terms, they are one of our uh, vectors for West Nile virus. West Nile virus originates in birds and is transmitted to humans and other mammals by mosquitoes. For 8 in 10 people who get it, there are no symptoms. For those who do experience symptoms, they're fluey, a fever, headache, joint pain, sometimes a rash. For an even smaller fraction, the disease is neuroinvasive and causes brain and spinal cord inflammation. 
Since 2004, California has seen hundreds of cases and deaths, but this year is shaping up to be intense. Not only did we have record amount of rain, a very wet winter, so many different mosquito breeding sources. We've also had, you know, very warm temperatures that are ongoing. Vector Control District spokeswoman Luz Robles says they've been seeing abnormally high numbers of mosquito cases and dead birds. And human cases are inching up, too. For the first time since 2018, Robles says the district sprayed a diluted insecticide called Dibrom from low-flying planes. You know, we do them when it's absolutely necessary, when we know that we have to act quickly to interrupt the virus transmission cycle and to be able to protect uh, public health. The EPA says the active ingredient in Dibrom, called NALED, poses minimal risk to humans, plants, and animals. In the European Union, it's banned because it's deemed more risky than effective. UC Davis epidemiologist Chris Barker says California's climate and agriculture puts its population at a higher risk for getting mosquito-transmitted diseases. So for this region, he says Dibrom is the best option. I think if there were alternative tools to achieve the same effect and eliminate adult mosquitoes, everybody in public health and mosquito control would love to hear about them. But there are ways to prevent adult mosquitoes from breeding, and they involve taking action in your backyard. Back at the Elk Grove home, technician David Smith points to an inch of brown liquid at the bottom of a laundry basket outside. But just that little amount of water right there. Um, If there's eggs in there already or if the mosquitoes decide that, hey, this is a good spot, they're laying their egg raft, um, it only takes about three days for those eggs to hatch off. Smith says the best course of action is to flip over anything that could hold liquid and not let water sit stagnant for three days or more. So check out your swimming pools, buckets, potted plants and bird baths. But before you head outside, spray on a good bug repellent. For the California Report, I'm Kate Wolf. Despite opposition from lawmakers, environmentalists, and nearby residents, state regulators have unanimously approved a controversial plan to greatly increase storage at the Aliso Canyon gas storage field. The move is controversial because back in 2015, this was the site of the largest gas blowout in U.S. history. It sickened thousands of people and forced families in the San Fernando Valley to evacuate their homes for months. The California Public Utility Commission voted to increase storage in hopes of fending off a spike in gas prices this winter. But members of the Porter Ranch community say even after the blowout, the gas field remains a threat to their health. They've called on Governor Gavin Newsom to follow through with plans to close the facility. Support for the California Report comes from the James Irvine Foundation, committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. Learn more at Irvine.org. Guideline. Their automated 401k plans can be set up in 20 minutes. More at Guideline.com CA. Guideline. The California way to 401k. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt through the Schmidt Family Foundation, working together to create a just world where all people have access to renewable energy, clean air and water, and healthy food. On the web at theschmidt.org. And that's the California Report for Friday, September 1st. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. 
Our engineers are Danny Bringer, Brendan Willard, and Seal Muller. Our producers are Izzy Bloom and Keith Mizuguchi. Our senior editor is Angela Corral. Our vice president of news is Ethan Toven Lindsay. And our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. I'm your host, Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Groups promoting offshore wind energy are going to battle. They're hoping two assembly bills focused on wind energy make it through as the clock ticks down at the state capitol. Suzanne Potter from the California News Service has more. In the waning days of the legislative session in Sacramento, climate change groups are promoting two bills that would smooth the way for offshore wind energy. Assembly Bill 3 would require the state to study improvements to port infrastructure to move power into the grid. And AB 80 would research impacts on the ocean ecosystem. Former State Senator Fran Pavley, now with the USC Schwarzenegger Institute, says offshore wind will help California become energy independent. We can create the jobs here, the supply chain, and actually produce the energy here, especially when it's renewable energy that does not pollute the environment and helps us reduce our greenhouse gas emissions. I think that's a win-win for everyone. Plans are in motion to put floating platforms the size of the Eiffel Tower in federal waters about 25 miles off the towns of Morro Bay and Humboldt, where winds blow almost around the clock. Alex Cornell Duhu is president of the nonprofit Elected Officials to Protect America. He says offshore wind has the potential to generate 112 gigawatts of power, the equivalent of 112 nuclear power plants. In a state where we need a 3% increase in power every year for electric cars and other resources, this is vitally important to ensure that California is protected but is also prosperous. This month, 50 key leaders in offshore wind gathered in Long Beach to hear about Pier Wind, a massive floating turbine manufacturing plant proposed for the deep water port. Long Beach Mayor Rex Richardson says his city has the workforce and the infrastructure to make it happen. We need more than 1,300 turbines to be built in order to meet the need. So we're unique because we have space in our pier that will allow us to manufacture these sites right in the open ocean and put them directly on barges and ship them across the West Coast. A recent poll found that 83% of adults in California are in favor of offshore wind. For California News Service, I'm Suzanne Potter. Find our eight trust indicators to support transparency and accuracy at publicnewsservice.org. Let's take a look at today's local news. Nevada County's environmental health staff are alerting residents to mosquito-borne illnesses due to a particularly bad West Nile virus season. They say an exceedingly wet winter led to an increased mosquito population. Their, quote, fight the bite, prevent mosquitoes, and reduce the risk of West Nile virus campaign encourages individuals to do their part in preventing the spread of West Nile. Environmental Health Director Amy Arani says, quote, Standing water is a mosquito nursery. Mosquitoes can hatch in a week or less in as little as a half inch of water. If you get rid of still or stagnant water at least weekly, you'll keep many mosquitoes from breeding. Find their full list of action items to help fight the bite on Nevada County's Environmental Health webpage. Nevada County's Downtown Grass Valley Library Branch is hosting, quote, 
everything you ever wanted to know about ghosts but were too afraid to ask. According to a media release, ghost enthusiast Mark Lyon will provide a paranormal presentation about various phenomena we classify as ghosts and proof of their existence. The event takes place Wednesday, September 6th at 5 p.m. Lyon is the writer, narrator, and co-producer of the docudrama Phantoms of the Holbrook and host of the Other Realm podcast. The event is free and registration is not required. Now let's take a look at your forecast from the National Weather Service. For those in Grass Valley and Nevada City, tonight scattered showers and thunderstorms with a low around 53 degrees. Saturday, mostly cloudy with a high near 66 degrees. Scattered showers and thunderstorms before 2 p.m., a 50% chance of precipitation. Saturday night will be mostly cloudy with a low around 54 degrees. Isolated showers after 11 p.m. Chance of precipitation for Saturday evening is 20%. Sunday, though scattered showers and thunderstorms continue, it'll be mostly cloudy with a high near 66. By Sunday night, the clouds have cleared and we'll see a low around 50 degrees. In Truckee and Lake Tahoe, tonight, showers and possibly a thunderstorm with a low around 42 degrees and gusts as high as 25 miles per hour. Saturday, scattered showers and thunderstorms. It'll be partly sunny with a high near 60. Saturday night sees more showers with the possibility of thunderstorms and 80% chance of precipitation with a low around 42 degrees. Sunday, more showers and thunderstorms with a high near 55. Sunday night will be partly cloudy with a low around 36 degrees. The National Weather Service has issued a lake wind advisory in effect until 8 p.m. this evening for Lake Tahoe. And in Sacramento and Woodland, tonight, surprise, scattered showers and thunderstorms, partly cloudy with a low around 61 degrees. Saturday, partly sunny with a high near 77. Saturday morning, we'll see isolated showers before 7 a.m. Saturday night will be mostly cloudy with a low around 63 degrees. Sunday, partly sunny with a high near 77. Sunday night will be mostly clear with a low around 59 degrees. You're listening to the Evening News on KVMR. It's the first day of September, and KVMR's Felton Pruitt is here to help fill up your calendar with live local music performances this month. Stay tuned to hear who's headed to the Center for the Arts in Grass Valley Friday, September 15th. We're talking with Vince Herman. He's our buddy from Leftover Salmon, and he's out on tour with his solo band. They're coming to the Center for the Arts on Friday, September 15th. It's going to be an 8 o'clock show. Currently, Vince, you're in Ireland right now, aren't you? Yeah, I've come back to my great-great-grandfather's hometown, and my boy Silas and I just found his house. Oh, my goodness. Uh, what, you know, what town is it? It's in Newtown Manor in County Leitrim. It's on the road between Sligo and Manor Hamilton, and uh, we tracked it down through some old photos and maps and all that, and um, you know, I'm going to be sending my cousin's GPS coordinates. Well, that sounds yeah. like a beautiful adventure with you and your son looking for your family home. It's pretty wild to know that we're our family is from one of the most beautiful places on earth. It just I don't know, so maybe it's maybe it's genetic, man, but this place has everything I love, you know, lakes and big trees and big green fields and a lot of musicians around, you know. <laughs> uh, it's kind of all right. 
Are you doing some gigs out there too? We're going to play a little thing in a pub on Sunday. Very nice. Drama here. Very nice. Well, you know, bring some pictures back. The Center for the Arts has a nice video screen, so you you know maybe you could show some pictures before or during your show. Ooh, ooh! There you go. A thought. Wow. A thought. We are, we are. Thank pla- you. That's a good assignment. Come on out and see the the, the family photos. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're pulling out the uh, the old the slide projector and. Uh, we're talking about Vince Herman's performance at the Center for the Arts coming up on September 15th. Of course, you're out there uh, supporting your latest album, Enjoy the Ride, which has had a lot of success. You know, it took 33 years to get it together to put out a solo record. And uh, moving to Nashville and doing a bunch of songwriting with a bunch of folks, I kind of uh, developed a pile of songs I, I really wanted to do something with. So... Uh, uh, the album's a result of that, and, and uh, I just feel lucky as could be to have put together a, a really fun band like this to uh, take on the road. We've got a lot of shows coming up in the next next three months, and I couldn't be more excited. Well, yeah, I was looking at, the, at all the shows listed. Now, the Vince Herman Band has a lot of shows, and then you're also doing more Leftover Salmon shows, too, so you're a busy guy. Absolutely, and we're going to try to throw in some High Hawk gigs there, too. Oh, really? That's great. Yeah. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Jeez, do we go back to Great American Taxi while we're at it? or? You know, I just did that in Alaska last last uh, couple weeks ago. Oh, cool. Um, With Jim? Yeah, it, was, it was Salmon, High Hawks, and Great American Taxi on three different days. That was a lot of fun up at the uh, Salmon Fest. Right in, on. Uh, the yeah. So who's going to be in the band on September 15th when you come to the Center for the Arts? Well, my son Silas is going to be on mandolin and electric guitar, really fired up to be uh, touring together. Uh, it's uh, it's just ridiculous, man. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Nate Graham on bass, great singer. Dakota Holden on pedal steel, 24, 25-year-old young steel whiz, great cat, uh, kind, of, kind of a music director of sorts. And Ian Corey on... Uh, a fiddle, banjo, anything that comes up, <laughs> you yeah. can play it. And Lawrence Nemons on drums. Sounds uh, like a big sound, a big full yeah. sound. It's a full-on version of that hippie country rock stuff that I I really got inspired by as a kid. I've always wanted to kind of do more. You know, that really is what my version of country music is, you know. And it, it includes Cajun music and bluegrass and all that all that stuff you know but it's perhaps a wide definition but that's kind of on the tree i'm barking up with this thing we're talking with vince herman he's coming to the center for the arts on september 15th vince is out in ireland right now with his son silas uh, searching down old home fronts and stuff but you will be here playing a bunch of stuff off your latest uh, solo album enjoy the ride talk a little bit about why you moved to nashville and put this album out well, I, I, when the pandemic hit, I kind of sat at home for the first time in four months. It felt, felt like, you know, the the bus never got there or something. <laughs> and, uh, you know, because, you know, I've been touring constantly for all those years. And uh, it was kind of quite a shock to the system. And, and there was enough of a shock to the system. I went and bought an RV and, <laughs> and roamed around the country, uh, got my own bus. And... Uh, Ended up uh, in Nashville doing some co-writing with some folks, and uh, and it just kind of opened my eyes to 
uh, all that was going on in Nashville. And, uh, you know, it's a cool town with a lot of the stuff I like going on in it. And uh, so I decided to make the move. And uh, I've been there about two and a half, three years now. And uh, just loving it. Well, your new album's called Enjoy the Ride, and that's sort of your life philosophy, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, and we're we're going to really enjoy the ride the next few months and getting out of the car to play, you know. It's uh, been a, a long trail of, uh, of musical notes left left behind on this ride here and uh, a lot more ahead. And, and man, it just... It it just makes uh, touring the country so fun to be able to uh, kind of ride it on a on a wave of notes. <laughs> if that makes any sense to you, uh, it, it actually does to me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you've got a song called "Old Pictures," and and that one really touched me because I think all of us were part of that as we followed your journey over the years. Talk about old pictures. Oh man, you know, I just. Uh, I've had that that thought for a long time of uh you know growing up in houses that had a whole lot of pictures on the wall and a lot of folks that I didn't you know kind of exactly know who they were in a huge family and then you know went back generations and you know you don't don't exactly know who they are and you know just feeling like you know we're going to turn into that someday ourselves you know and now here we are and now nobody has pictures anymore. It's all on their phone. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's it's a dying thing now. Didn't see that coming, man. Wow. We're talking with Vince Herman. Uh, he's going to be playing the Center for the Arts on September 15th. And also doing a bunch of stuff with Leftover Salmon. I saw that you've got a New Year's Eve run at the Sweetwater in Mill Valley. Yeah, that's going to be really fun to have uh, David Nelson up. Uh, out on the 30th and Mar- Maria Maldauer on the 31st. That's uh, that's a couple bucket list nights for me. That'll be fun. People should put that on their list. What's the afternoon like out there in Ireland today? It's been on and off rain and, and uh, sunshine, but, you know, I just saw probably the most beautiful place in the world. You know, it was where my great-great-grandfather is from, and I'm honestly a little spun from the experience. <laughs> Well, we'll see if we can get you unspun by September 15th. How's that? Oh, I hope not. Oh, you don't ever want to be unspun. <laughs> I think that's... Yeah, a good... it feels like living in a mythological land out here, I'll tell you. It's, it's beautiful. Well, we're going to get you out here to the Center for the Arts in Grass Valley, September 15th. That's Vince Herman. Thanks for joining us for a little bit, Vince. Thank you. Can't wait to get up to that other mythological land, Grass Valley see uh, what kind of trouble we can get into. That's our newscast for this Friday, September 1st. KVMR gets support from generous listeners like you and Milkman Toner Company, providing local hometown service for network printers, copiers, and scanners, carrying remanufactured toner cartridges with printer support. Serving Northern California counties from San Francisco to Lake Tahoe. MilkmanCompany.com And The Pizza Joint, offering a variety of New York-style pizza specialties prepared with fresh ingredients by the Slicer Pie. Plus, salads, pasta, and local beer. Closed Mondays, Commercial Street, Nevada City. ThePizzaJointNC.com
Support for KVMR's Future of Radio project comes from AJA Video Systems, empowering the next generation of local journalists and broadcasters. As always, thanks for tuning in. I'm Kelly Reese, signing off. Have a great weekend.